0: I am not sure if anyone has ever said, if you want your hope for humanity restored, spend a couple of days in Vegas. <laughs> I certainly had nothing but negative expectations before Beau and I traveled there last week for his uncle's wedding. What I expected was to see people behaving badly. I expected to see things that I didn't like and that appalled me and shocked me and made me feel smug and superior. And other than someone putting their puked in New Year's Eve hat outside their hotel room door, I was wrong. There were quite a few dead-eyed stares at the casino as people sort of pushed the button, but there was also people making friends with one another from across the globe. There were gorgeous mountains in every horizon. There was a woman um, going from one casino to the other with a couple of drinks in each hand and and compassionately seeing a homeless man who was hoping for a meal, calling him honey. A young man giving up his seat for a family, people making way in the crowded humanity on the strip on New Year's Eve for wheelchairs. After the countdown, As I stared at the fireworks-lit sky with 300,000 of my closest friends from around the globe, I marveled at humanity. Humanity who learned to blow things up just because it looks pretty. Stares at the sky in awe and joy. We watched these pretty explosions for eight minutes, eyes aglow with hope and potassium nitrate. So yes. If you want your hope for humanity restored, spend a couple of days in Vegas. Or anywhere there are human beings, any place there are children of God. So really, anywhere. Open your eyes to the beauty of everyone and everything around you. Marvel at the fact that someone thought of making pretty explosions. Or mash up pits of fruit and adding sugar to make chocolate. God bless that person or learned how to vaccinate to rescue lives from ubiquitous illness. Amazing! God's creation is incredible, and humanity is a really special part of it, as we were made in God's image and likeness. So wherever we go, when we see people, we see the face of God, the work of God, the handiwork of the Creator. It is very, very easy not to realize this. It's a lot easier to other that which is not like us and not see the beauty of it. But on this Epiphany Sunday, where we celebrate humanity's recognition of Jesus as God made flesh, we have the opportunity to be seized by the power and joy of what it means to live in the fullness of the life and love of Jesus. You probably already know this, but the three wise men were not kings. The magi were priests. And they were priests of the Zoroastrian religion, which is one of the oldest religions in the world. It used to be the official religion of Persia. And it centers around astrology. So obviously these priests were really well acquainted with the stars. One of their jobs of these priests was... Horoscopes and such like that. So they had been watching the stars diligently as part of their job as priests. And there had been prophes- prophecies of, of this God who was to be born even in this, in this Zoroastrian religion. And so they, when they saw the star rising, followed it. Finding the Jewish baby, the Zoroastrian priests gave him symbolic gifts. Because let's be honest, the gifts they, they gave were not practical, Right? I think any mom or dad who sees this gold frankincense in their stuff is just annoyed. Because practical would have been diapers. A meal that could be frozen and reheated later. Folded laundry, at the very least chocolate or something. But as priests do, they gave the gift of blessing and symbol. Using physical objects to remind of the interplay of God and humanity. Just like we do here with water, bread, and wine. The priests gave gold which represented kingship and was long associated with the gods. They gave frankincense, which denoted wisdom, and they gave myrrh, which represented long life and healing, blessings from these priests from another religion to the Jewish Messiah. The way of Jesus, from the time Jesus was still too small to speak, has always been Inclusive. It has always been radically barrier breaking. It has never played by the rules. It has always reached across any barrier that could be put in its way. And the fact that these horoscope breeding priests embraced and recognized the Jewish Messiah tells us something truly revolutionary about God. We all belong and we always have. So we, as a church, have some truly amazing news to share. Now, I love church in general. I'm a pastor, so I'm kind of, kind of part of the job and I 'm crazy about this church in particular. Our presiding bishop, Elizabeth Eaton, likes to say, "We are a church together for the sake of the world. What we do here as worshiping community to strengthen our hearts and to be inspired by prophecy and to be inhabited by the Holy Spirit. It changes the world. You are world changers. What we do as a church, when we read the scripture, when we seek God's face, when we spend time in prayer and meditation, it inspires us to service. It softens our hearts to love. It convicts us and changes our ways. We, church, are meant to be God's love letter to the world. Us. Ragtag imperfect us. We are church together for the sake of the world. The good news can be difficult sometimes to share because the church has done great harm to many, right? How many of you know someone who has been hurt by the church? Yeah, and all of you that don't, or the people that don't raise hands, so that's fine. Everyone knows someone who's been hurt by the church. There are so many who have been so hurt that need to be loved back to belonging. Brian McLaren, in his book The Great Spiritual Migration, writes, For centuries, Christianity has been presented as a system of beliefs. That system of beliefs has supported a wide range of unintended consequences, from colonialism to environmental destruction, subordination of women to stigmatization of LGBTQ people, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, clergy pedophilia, white privilege. What would it mean for Christians to rediscover their faith not as a problematic system of beliefs, but just as a generous way of life? rooted in contemplation and expressed in compassion, that makes amends for its mistakes and is dedicated to beloved community for all. Could Christians migrate from defining their faith as a system of beliefs to expressing it as a loving way of life? Of the many radical things said and done by Jesus, his unflinching emphasis on love was the most radical of all. Love was the greatest commandment his prime directive, love for God, for self, for neighbor, for stranger, for alien, for outsider, for outcast, and even for enemy, as he himself modeled. The new commandment of love meant that neither beliefs nor words, neither taboos, systems, structures, nor the labels that enshrined them mattered most. Love decentered everything else. Love revitalized everything else. Love took priority over everything else everything. This love that McLaren speaks of, Jesus' love, will be made known. That is what we celebrate at the Epiphany. If God wants to bring horoscope-reading priests, God's going to do it. God's love will be made known. It will be written in the stars. It will be evidenced in the beauty of blowing up fireworks. It will be spoken in every language when a seat is shared, a helping hand offered. It will be felt in a hand wiping away a tear and in every act of service selflessly given. It will be proclaimed to people in pews and on street corners. It will be for the refined and the vagrant, the pious and the profane, Whether in Vegas or Burlington, the love of God knows no boundaries. It respects no laws. It bows to no hierarchies. It belongs to no doctrine. And this love is the most powerful stuff in the universe. It has conquered the grave. It has changed the world. It has changed me. It has changed you and dear church. We are messengers of this. Share the good news. What a way to start 2019 being reminded that we are filled overflowing with this universal and revolutionary love. Arise, church. Shine, church. God has come. We are saved. And anyone with eyes that can see can see that this whole world is brimming with grace for every tragedy, for every war, for every child who starves, for every domestic violence victim who is killed by their abuser, for every addict who loses their, their, their battle with addiction, for every, all the ugliness, all of it. God's love still manages to make beauty out of ashes and exchange mourning for dancing. It is our only hope in the face of all the suffering of the world. And it makes no difference how we end up in the knowledge and wonder of God's grace as we see at Epiphany. We already, after all, all reside in it. It is ours and it is free. So rise up, church. Arise. Shine. Live and move and love and let your life be God's love letter to the world. Amen. Let's stand and sing, O morning star, how fair and bright